Hi everybody and welcome to this, to finally, to this new podcast episode about the Cancer New Moon coming up in just a couple of days time now on Monday, Monday, yep, in the UK and in the US uh, and across the rest of the world I believe, um, Monday the 21st. No, Monday the 20th, sorry, of July, <laughs> new moon in Cancer. This whole like last six weeks has just been really confusing. So many new moons, so many eclipses, so many full moons, so much Capricorn energy, so much Cancer energy, so much cardinal energy. Both these signs are cardinal, which is very initiatory, very much sowing the seeds and then Mars and Chiron in Aries also cardinal energies there is oh my gosh yeah this isn't a peaceful time this isn't a slow time this is a very fast-paced intense time um, of new ideas and building new structures um, at, kind of within and without emotional structures being very Cancerian and without being very Capricorn. Woo, yeah. So I'm trying something new today. I'm trying to record the podcast, 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 at the same time as doing YouTube video. So we'll be learning together here. <laughs> My apologies. Um, feels a bit weird seeing myself um, on the screen whilst I do this. So don't mind me if I kind of uh, look away every now and again because it kind of, that's how I kind of connect with all the kind of spiritual energies really when I kind of float off into the distance and um, otherwise it's just all about kind of finding it weird about looking at myself. <laughs> how are you all doing? I really hope you're doing well. Um, I hope you're hanging on in there. You know, we've had this Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter retrograde in Capricorn, which is bringing up uh, refresher feelings and experiences from January of this year. And um, we get our final hit in November. And I know I've been talking about this a lot, but it really is so very significant to all of us in different areas of our lives. Um, and also collectively, you know, we can see it showing up as structures Capricorn and um, political governmental structures being broken down and people no longer willing to necessarily just accept the structures that are in place um so kind of the people versus the government and the you know the the people in power as it were um there seems to be a real kind of equalizing and almost taking over of um you know the common person you know you and i for example um assuming i'm not talking to any politicians on here but maybe i am um and kind of finally voicing our opinions voicing what matters to us voicing what's important to us on an emotional level you know we've got mercury and cancer still um we're out of the retrograde now so this is all forward flowing um you know uh communications about emotions and family structures and you know um looking after ourselves really and that's really what i want to talk about today this new moon in cancer coming up on tw on the 20th um 
at 28 degrees of cancer. So if you want to see where this is going to be affecting you in your in your life, um, look at your natal chart and see where 28 degrees of cancer um, is situated and it will be within a particular house. So if it's in the first house, this will be very much connected with your you out there in the world and your kind of public life and um your you know your first house is is like your ascendant and your rising sign so it's very much like your front door to the world and what people see of you um very particularly on first meeting but this kind of like your physical appearance as well um or is it showing up in your fifth house of creativity and children and romance and fun um is it showing up in your seventh house of marriage and long-term partnerships or your 10th house of career and status in the world so this is how we can really use astrology to guide us and to almost plan ahead for events such as new moons and full moons. Because when we know where in the birth chart, oh, this is what I like about <laughs> having an actual video, I can make symbols with my hands. <laughs> so with the birth chart, I'm just making a circle for those listening on on the podcast. Um yeah, when we know which segment um, that the new moons and full moons fall within the birth chart, um, then this can shine a light and it can also, so with the new moon coming up, it can allow us to plan. So we've got the new moon at 28 degrees of Cancer on the 20th and I'll use myself as an example, hopefully it's relatable. Um, this new moon is going to be falling in my second house, which is very much how we earn our money it's our talents and uh, it very much relates to work and the kind of the the very um very real life material structure of finances um so i will be setting absolutely setting a new intention to do with this area of my life and connecting cancerian themes to these intentions um so this will be this is why I really want to talk about self-care because I find, you know, Cancerian being the mother energy, Cancerian, Cancer being the mother energy, this is all about how we look after ourselves once we disconnect from the mother to, to some extent, you know, as we grow up into adulthood and we leave the family home and become more independent, you know, Cancer cancer can feel quite conflicted about becoming independent it always wants that sense of nourishment and needs um some you know the form of affection that it's grown used to um however that you know showed up in in your childhood that's kind of what we need to give to ourselves once we uh reach adulthood and so it's going to be very much about what do you do on a daily basis. You know, the moon cycles are very linked with our with our daily needs um, and your personal moon sign will be very linked with what it is that you need. Um, so moon sign Aries very much always needs to be starting new projects and, and um, products, projects and being very excitable and enthusiastic and energetic towards um, new plans and creativity. I mean, this is huge. Um, if you have the moon in Aries, that's a very creative energy and always, you know, um, 
yeah, you need you need really need to find an outlet for Moon and Aries because this is um this is like pure fire energy and it's the first sign of the zodiac so it's a, it's the baby of the zodiac and it wants to experience everything like it's for the first time you know and that that pure wonder and awe and kind of feeling inspired and um, why was I talking about that? <laughs> Um, yes, moon signs and our daily needs. And so uh, the ruler of the moon is Cancer. Um, so when we get a new moon in Cancer, um, this really heightens our, our daily needs and our daily requirements and our, our versions of self-care towards ourselves. So I really feel that this is a really important time to be looking after ourselves, nourishing ourselves in whichever ways we feel are necessary in cancer. This is very much going to be linked to nutrition and the ways in which we feed ourselves, making sure that we are not being too strict. You know, we have all of this Capricorn energy, which is very strict and very um, rules, uh, rule regulated in a sense and likes to know you know, that A plus B equals C. Um, and in terms of food, you know, this could be, um, you know, for myself, because I have kind of particular issues around disordered eating, you know, it's kind of like I, sometimes I find myself when I'm in really extreme, um, in a really extreme case of kind of disordered eating, um, I get really obsessed about A plus B equals C. And then if I can chop a little bit off of either of those, you know, in terms of like calories, for example, you know, I might think, okay, banana plus apple equals enough food for the day. And actually, despite the fact that a banana and apple is healthy nutritious and nourishing it's probably not enough um for our daily output of calorific needs um so cancer cancer new moon's very much linked with um what do we actually need um and like i said being opposed by jupiter saturn and pluto and capricorn still there's a bit of a well very much a tension between uh these two energies and what should i do and what do I instinctively, you know, cancer is a water science, very about in instincts and emotions. What do I instinctively know is right for me um, as a human being, as a child of spirit, source, God, however you view it, the universe, um, a child of the stars um, in this physical manifestation of a body, a human body here on Earth? What do I know to be true about how I should be looking after that? Um, and I think for me, I've come to understand this process a lot more clearly since I had a child of my own and he's now two and food is very much a part of our, you know, regularly th daily interactions. And um, as my neighbours are walking past my office space, the car, um, yeah, because, you know, toddlers need to eat on a regular basis to maintain the, their levels of energy. They're very busy. You know, they are very much, you know, the Aries sign um, of, um, you know, that's that stage in life that they're at is very much the Aries stage of life. They're very excited. They just want to find out about everything. And, you know, they use up a lot of energies and energy and they need to be eating all the time. You know, a kind of... Um, 
I guess it's a loose routine that I work to is that we always have breakfast, lunch and dinner, but I always make sure that there's snacks available um, laying around the house generally because I'm a bit lazy and I don't want to get up all the time, but also so that my son knows that he can always access some nourishment from somewhere if if I'm not there to provide it. And I still breastfeed him Um but we're kind of in in the stages of gradual weaning from that now. And he doesn't breastfeed very much anymore. Um, still a bit at nighttime. Um, but really, it's just at bedtime and maybe in the mornings. Um, and I'm trying to encourage that process. And, you know, some of the groups that I follow to do with breastfeeding and, um, you know, different various forms of parenting on social media and things they you know they follow this this idea that you know um don't ask and don't offer um so if the child asks then you feed them but if they don't ask then you don't ever offer milk um and this generally is working quite well for us um other than if there's accidents and you know it's breastfeeding's really handy as a kind of go to uh, plaster or band-aid or however you whatever you call it um to fix problems and make tears go away and make everything feel better and i think that's the thing you know tears as well um tears is so cancerian you know if you have strong cancer in your chart it's likely that at points on a regular basis you know because it's very much ruled by the moon as well um so emotions will be going up and down you know like a roller coaster with strong cancerian energies it's very important to release the emotions um and i very much see crying as a form of self-care you know i have cancer rising um a cancer ascendant so i am very emotional and i feel very vulnerable when i cry in public um, and I always find that slightly odd because I'm like, well, I'm cancer ascendant. You know, this is my front door to the world. People should expect me to cry. Um, but cancer, you know, if cancer, the crab feels um, preyed upon or at all. Um, what is that word? If cancer feels threatened, then it very much goes into its shell and cuts itself off. And it's like, no, don't hurt me. Don't come anywhere near me. You know, my shoulders instantly go up because I recognize this behavior within myself so much. Um, but it's so important as well, because I know when I hold the tears in, everything just gets worse and worse and worse. And it kind of, it since my late 20s, and I'm now 36, when I've withheld emotions inside of me, they have, you know, for too long, um, so maybe 12 hours, <laughs> 24 hours maximum, um, then they turn to anger and and that turns to kind of lashing out at those that are closest to me, which is generally my husband or um, or my husband. <laughs> yeah, lucky man. He can take it. He's a Scorpio. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I noticed that it comes out like that because it's that very defensive Cancerian energy. Like I'm hurt now and I won't let anybody come near me. And do you know what? I'm going to get the pincers out and I'm going to just protect myself. This isn't about, I want to attack other people. I want to hurt them. This is just about self-protection. And I think when you've been really hurt in life, um, then 
you become very, you know, as we all have, you know, there's all, we all carry our story, don't we? And when we think back to those times, even, you know, when you've, when you've got a creative imagination and when you're, when you are intuitive and psychic and, you know, into energies and how they flow, um, even just thinking back to times that were difficult and challenging can take you right back to that moment. And it's like, you know, when you smell a smell that you, that was very familiar to you when you were maybe 10 years old um, or um, or you or you taste something, you know, that was that's very reminiscent of like your mum, your mum's home cooking or your dad's home cooking or some relative's home cooking that really makes you feel that sense of comfort. I really feel this as a, a Cancerian form of self-care and very important for around this new moon time when we're setting new intentions. And perhaps this is a great time to be planning because when we get a new moon, it it's very much a great time to look ahead to the next six months and to kind of do your own personal forecast. And this is why lots of people go through new moon rituals and they gather up their particular crystals for the right you know for the the appropriate signs and they gather up uh, their plant magic and um you know um they set up their altars at home um so i don't have any of these sort of specifically but i might suddenly just feel moved um, to wear particular jewellery around the time um, that the moon is, you know, moving into a new sign. So I personally, I'm really excited about the Cancer New Moon. Um, I do feel there's been lots of themes in my life, definitely to do with family and children over the, the last few eclipses and moon phases, uh, very much about that you know contacting the my inner child as well as having to behave as the adult in a parent child situation um and this is one of the great challenges i think of adulthood is that we still believe ourselves to be the child that we were um you know, when we were five, ten years old, and yet we're expected in this very Capricorn way, this very Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto and Capricorn retrograde right now. So it's really hammering home these themes. We're expected to behave in a certain way. And we're the ones that are expected to put in the rules and the regulations because kids need that. Kids need structure because it helps them thrive and it helps them feel safe. So we do need structures and we do need a form of government or something, you know, a collective group of people to help gather all of the all of the people, the masses, um, to help us live our lives to the best possible way that we can. Um, but doesn't need to be so domineering because when you're domineering and you're really like that you know top heavy um authoritarian you know kind of intensely loud and you know angry i always think that when you're loud it comes across as being a bit angry unless you're just loud and excitable kind of thing um and when the governments around the world are loud and seemingly angry, our inner child and our Cancerian themes, the Cancerian part of us, just wants to retreat. And what we need to be doing is 
teasing ourselves out of ourselves so that we can give out more love and energy to each and every one of us so that we're in a more you know a higher state of 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 heart being does that make sense um yeah so that we're we're all giving out energy to the world that's much more positive. If we're all giving out energy to the world that's defensive and don't come anywhere near me and my inner child is hurt, then we're not going to be moving forwards and we're not going to be flowing um, with free flow energy and we're going to be less less open to new ideas and to change. And recently, you know, I've been looking at this idea of manifesting and I find it absolutely fascinating because the theories behind it, you know, the, the small amounts that I know about it are that if you set yourselves into intentions, um, so very much like you would set an intention for the new moon, um, you know, on the 20th of July, then if you absolutely believe it, and if you are very specific about what you are asking for from the universe, then it very much does manifest in your reality and the speed at which it does this I just find it absolutely astounding and recently when I was manifesting and I wanted to bring more of what I love doing you know for my work life I wanted to bring that more in line with my um my kind of my practical work life within my locality so when I do um I'm the eco cleaner and I travel around my local area my local neighborhood and I quite like those you know those short journeys and you know I go to a house for a couple of hours and I'll clean which is and again a very cancerian thing you know cancer in the second house it's clean earning my living through cleaning and looking after other people's homes but it's more than that because I really know my customers um and I really care about them um I very much want to nurture other people and if I have contact with them you know not actual contact because you know this is COVID and you know social distancing and Saturn in Aquarius which is you know coming back up towards the end of this year and we're going to see much more of the the idea of social structures and very much what lessons do we need to learn by staying apart from each other but I mean in terms of um, having conversations with my my customers if they're at home which a lot of them are at the moment because they're working from home and they have families I'm very much, um, I can feel and I'm told that I'm really appreciated, kind of, I feel like a part of the family, which sounds a bit ridiculous, but maybe not so much because when you take care of your environment, and I'm talking about your home environment, so very Cancerian, your, your home, your shell, how you like to unwind and protect yourself at the end of the day, you know, lock the back door and, and there you are in your safe space. Um and cleaning that environment for other people is very much playing into that idea of nurturing and self-care um, and caring for others, which then feeds into my 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 kind of positive stream of energy uh, where I want to be giving out more love and more affection and more care to, you know, to my fellow man and my fellow woman and my fellow um, animals and nature, plants, trees, you know, water sources, all of it, um, and back to the stars. And this is the idea behind manifesting is that when you truly believe that your dreams 
are actually what you want and what you deserve, I think that's also very important. You have to believe that what you're asking for is genuinely something that you need right now and something that you feel like you deserve. I mean, I think for me that that is definitely a strong thing because I think I grew up very much, you know, me and my family often talk about this, um, this idea of poverty consciousness and always being aware that, you know, you're very much on that breadline and um, at any moment you could be in a financial crisis and there won't be enough money and therefore, you know, will you lose your home and, you know, will you have enough money to feed everybody in the house and all of this kind of stuff. And for so many years, I can't really remember a time where that actually was the case. Uh, I do remember not having very much money when I was when I was little and growing up, but we always had food and we always had shelter and we always had water and, you know, clean clothes and went to school and, you know, had an education. Um, blimey, tangent. <laughs> um, so, so this idea of feeling like you deserve what you manifest um and you know cancer cancer energies can be very connected with, with money as well cancer is very thrifty cancer likes to know cancer likes a bargain right <laughs> so cancer is very much at home in a charity shop or a thrift store or um i can't think of uh, the other terms um around the world but yeah in in the uk it's called a charity shop and it's very much like pre-loved goods, clothing, um, jewellery, books, homewares, all of these sorts of things. And cancer absolutely, like, you know, I speak of, the, of this, um, you know, coming at it from a cancer rising perspective. I love a bargain. I love to know that something has been loved by somebody else and is now being shared um, for somebody else's benefit. And the excitement of knowing that if you go and shop in a charity shop, you're getting something that nobody else has. You know, it's not like you're buying the current fashions and that everybody is going to be wearing the same clothes. And so you can really enjoy that sense of individuality as well, um, which is a very Aquarian thing. Um, but Cancerian energies over the years I've come to realise is also a very unique energy and they like to be a bit different. They like to be a bit quirky. They often have a really funny sense of humour. And um, and they're just so heart-centred, you know, and loving. And I think that you need to really, we need to really reflect this, this love back towards ourselves. Um, again, with the manifesting idea that, you know, this really helps us achieve our ultimate dreams in life but also so that we can start giving this love out to other people. And, you know, it will, once you feel it within yourself, it will start to grow out of you, you know, like a spider's web or like the roots of a tree. Uh, that's probably more of a Cancerian um, concept is that the very roots of the tree. So Cancer uh, rules the fourth house, which is at the bottom of the natal chart. So we have, how can I do this? Well, Okay, uh, so on the eastern side of the birth chart, we have the ascendant and rising sign. And then we have the first house cusp, the second house cusp, the third house cusp, and the fourth house cusp. 
<laughs> and the fourth house cusp is cancer ruled uh, so the moon rules this area of our birth chart and it is our roots so it is the roots of the tree and how they connect to the rest of the family and when we start to see the rest of the world as our you know we are all part of one and you know we all came from the same source and we'll all be returned to the same source and back to the stardust in the sky when you start to think like this and you realize that we're all interconnected and we're all the more of us that are thinking from a heart-centered perspective and remaining emotionally authentic, this means, you know, and this won't be positive all the time, you know, we go through a range of emotions, but I think if we're always thinking the best towards each other and that, you know, we don't want other people to be experiencing negative things and that, you know, if somebody hurts themselves, we go over, if we're thinking of the child analogy, you know, a toddler falls over and is crying, we go over and pick them up and we hug them. You know, that just seems like a really natural idea. But obviously, there's varying forms of, you know, parenting out there. And some people believe, you know, that a Capricorn idea, perhaps uh, more of a structure and more of an authoritarian view would be, okay, well, if they, they're crying and they've fallen over, if we go over and pick them up, they'll just be reassured that every time they fall over and hurt themselves that they need to cry which is very cancerian but a capricorn idea would be that no leave them to cry because they'll become more independent if they know they need to stand up and brush themselves off and think actually no that wasn't so bad then you know some people believe that this will set them up for being out there in the world but i do believe that you know, I kind of sit more on the Cancerian side of this personally, not to make it too much of a kind of parenting discussion. Um, you know, everybody's got their own way of doing things. And I think we all do what we can to kind of get through the through the madness that is being um, a mum or a dad or a step parent or an auntie or uncle or, you know, sibling or whatever. Um but I can see that there's benefits to becoming more independent. But I also feel like this is feeding into a society of less connected, um, more, you know, if we're all really independent, why would we ever need one another? Um, and why would we therefore need the human race? You know, we need to connect. That's the whole point, isn't it? Of being alive and being a part of a family and being a part of a collective. And when I think of the collective unconscious, you know, I I pulled some tarot cards earlier today and um, I used to do this on a regular basis, um, you know, back when I really went for it with um, the spiritual side of my life um, in January of this year and I would pick cards for the collective on quite a regular basis and I would post them up on my Instagram account and just know that the people that interacted with the post were the right people that needed to hear the messages and I haven't done this for a long time because I've been very much focusing on the astrology but today I realised that I need to start reintegrating the more just keeping a balance between the intuitive and the spiritual aspects and then the more mathematical and practical and very analytical aspects of astrology that 
you know, so fascinate me. And because I think without one, I personally, I can't have the other. And for me, they're very much intertwined and very much part of the family and the roots and, you know, all of us connecting as one here on earth. So thinking about the fourth house as well, this is what the area of the birth chart that we know as the IC or the Imam Kohli. And this is very much your roots in life, where you've come from. This can relate to genetics, DNA. Um, this can relate to um, the things that bind us with our particular tribes. So our, um, I want to say nuclear families. I've never really known what that term means, though. So our, you know, our named families here in this lifetime. Um, so the people that you share your surname with. And um, opposite the Imam Kohli is the very Capricorn part of the chart. Um, so the 10th house cusp. So the 4th house cusp is the Imam Kohli or the IC. And the 10th house cusp up, up at the top at 12 o'clock on the, on the um, analog clock is the MC, which is the Midheaven. And... The Midheaven absolutely fascinates me and, you know, that's part of my my name on social media, you know, Midheaven Moon Rising. And it's, it's all linked to my birth chart as well because the moon rules my chart and then my moon sits with my Midheaven. So I'm very much, you know, heart on my sleeve when it comes to my status in this world. And... Yeah, so the Midheaven is the 10th house cusp, it's Capricorn ruled. It's very much about how do other people see me in terms of my achievements. So it's different to the Ascendant and the Rising sign in that respect, that how other people see me physically and the first impressions they get of me is the Ascendant and the Rising, whereas the Midheaven is what have I achieved? So this is more some more part of our charts that we grow into over time. Um what have I achieved that brings me notoriety? Where do I, you know, this is kind of like our trophy cabinet, um, you know, kind of how many netball tournaments have I won? And so that kind of fits nicely as my sporting side. And then my artistic creations, you know, what, what medals did I receive for this particular artwork? And then there's my spiritual side and, you know, how have I been recognized for my spirituality? And then it's like a, a case of all of these things. And, you know, how do we look after that case? Do we do the very Virgo thing of keeping it very organized and well, well presented, neat and tidy, or do we have the midheaven in Sagittarius and we've, you know, left the cabinet doors open and there's some trophies in there, but, you know, one got lost behind the sofa and the other one, oh, the bit, the arm fell off and, um, you know, this one's getting a bit rusty now, but I really love it because it takes me back to a great, a great memory of something really fun and when I was having an adventure, you know, so there's all these different ideas of the midheaven. And, um, Yep. So this is, you know, what I was saying earlier that we have the Cancer New Moon opposing uh, Jupiter, Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn right now. Then it's interesting to look at our own form of um, moon ruled house in our birth chart. So the fourth house and how this is opposing our 
status in the 10th house, um, so the IC and the MC. So there's just, uh, if that's just made absolutely no sense, I do apologise. Um, this is possibly, you know, a bit advanced, not advanced, that sounds a bit, ugh, sounds a bit Capricorn and a bit like you must learn this. <laughs> it's not meant to be like that. It's, um, it's just more of a kind of detailed analysis of how far into the, you know, into the um, the rabbit hole you can fall if you decide to study astrology more so. Um, it's probably a good time to say that I, I posted a while back that I was going to be doing some astrology for beginners um, lessons, um, so videos learning learning various aspects but the the very basic and simple aspects of astrology so that you can start to build your own portfolio around your own birth chart and get to know yourself better and your strengths and your weaknesses and how they work together or how they don't work together so well um, and then you can you know start to do it for family and friends as well it's a really exciting exciting avenue to start going down because you can really start to understand people a bit better and have a better ha better handle on your own mental health and um you know your own ways of accessing self-care like I was talking about earlier um so I posted about that that I was going to be doing that a while ago and I haven't forgotten um I have been so blessed with you know after this manifesting I re received you know, many orders for natal chart readings and for my personal astrology readings, which cover um, what's happening in the astrology right now um, for you as an individual. So nobody else will be experiencing that in, in exactly the same way. So those are really exciting. And I've been fulfilling all these orders and just getting an idea really of, of how much I can do within a week um and I've absolutely loved it it's been amazing um but it's also been a logistical um you know lesson of trying to see okay so where in my daily routines my moon sign you know moon in Pisces this is very this is mutable water energy so it's kind of very much like let's just go with the flow so when I find a moment that's kind of when I do it and I think when when we've got other commitments, which so many of us do have, you know, we have families, we have jobs, we have, um, you know, hobbies, we have groups that we need to attend. And hopefully all these things are starting to open back up again now um, since, you know, lockdowns easing and things. Um, whew, it's so hot in this car. Um, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Uh, I've lost my thread completely. I just got too hot. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's come back to... I've, I've lost my train of thought completely. Um, but the idea of... Oh, that was it. So um, of the astrology lessons and the course, basically, that I will be running, it's just finding that particular moment in time where I think okay I can record the first video and we can cover right so my you know my personal planets and then I can record my second video at this point and it can be the my outer planets and how I might you know interact with other people within my within my year group for example um, but anyway so I haven't forgotten about it and I just wanted to say um, that this is still very much in the process there is also the subscription service that I'm still trying to work out um, yeah 
that is probably um, the one that is causing me the most amount of grief right now. I really, um, I can't see that one clearly yet, but I always see um, new moon phases as a great time to suddenly realise something and suddenly think, do you know what? This has been bubbling up in the back of my mind and now I understand how this process is going to work out. And, um, you know, especially as this new moon in Cancer will be falling in my second house, this is very much about, okay, so how can I make my career about, um, you know, in the ways in which I earn my money, about looking after everybody and giving everybody some care? And yes, I do a lot of that through looking after other people's homes and helping them clean and iron and, you know, remain healthy and hygienic and, you know, eco because I don't, you know, I use all eco-friendly products as well. So it's all safe for the environment because it's very much about these roots again and spreading out to love for the plants and the water sources and the air um, as well as each other and our animals and our children. Um, and th But then it's also manifesting this new way in which I can use astrology to help offer support to everybody because I just really truly 100% believe that it's such a helpful tool and it's helped me so much throughout my entire life and I just I really want to share it with everybody and I love that you all join in conversations on my social media pages and that we have one-to-one -one messages and that you know you come to me and ask for these readings and I just get so excited to fulfill those orders for you and to and to give you you know this you know this glimpse into this amazing world that can really help nourish us and support us and so I think that new moon in cancer is a great time to be setting our intentions about how how am I going to care for myself and my own needs for the next six months in terms of emotional well-being and making sure that I'm nourished and that I'm well looked after that I'm protected um, that I get to laugh from time to time because I think laughter is such great therapy and it's a very cancerian trait, you know, as well as allowing the tears to flow and, and, and how can I welcome those tears as a part of just a regular human being that feels things, you know, and that experiences these, these deep emotions because of, the world in which we live and our connection to the moon's phases and our connection to the water sources and the oceans and the way in which we ebb and flow you know we're always riding riding the wave aren't we and sometimes things are fairly still and sometimes you know we feel like there's a tsunami coming and other times we feel like there's a real you know back drag under the water and that we're going to get a sudden crash over the top and you know there's all these all these ways in which we can experience emotions and I think with strong cancer energy it can feel overwhelming at times so don't be surprised if as the moon moves into cancer and as we're reaching 28 degrees of cancer for the new moon on the 20th don't be surprised if the tears start to feel like they're maybe choking at the back of the throat and and that you're really feeling like you need a bit of a bit of TLC and you need to you know sit in the bath and and let the tears flow and have gentle music on and speak to your family member that that really gives you that kind of that 
metaphorical hug you know if we're not allowed to hug right now then how can we receive that that hug um for ourselves and and also thinking about providing these things for other people but i do think with this new moon we we really need to look at our, our inner child as well i know that i sure have been um for the last 6 weeks or so and i'm very much trying to find ways in which I can connect with her um, and kind of release her from certain feelings and encourage her to be the bright shining star that we all are and we all have the absolute potential to be and that we all do on a daily basis. You know, it's just that we are flowing with the tides. And so sometimes we are the shining star at the top of the tsunami wave and we're surfing and we're having a great fucking time. And then other times we're sitting in a muddy puddle in the middle of nowhere and we're, you know, we've got mascara running down our faces and we're thinking, how the fuck did I end up here again? You know, <laughs> or perhaps the bathroom floor, you know, this is another classic, isn't it? Um, maybe that's just me moving too much into like movie mind and uh, romantic comedies and, you know, yeah, that heartbroken person sitting on the bathroom floor. Um, so we're nearly at the end of this um, episode now. Um, I just wanted to touch lightly on... This is annoying because I can't check my phone for the details because I'm recording this uh, video as well as the audio right now. So I'm going to have to try and visualise. Um, so bear with me. That the... So we've got the new moon in Cancer opposing all of the Capricorn energies, as I was talking about earlier. So this can be a real tussle and a real conflict of emotional and... Um, I can't think of how to say, say this in the correct grammatical way, but and and stature status. Um, it's a tussle between status and emotions. And then we've got Mars and Chiron in Aries, which are bear with me, trine. Uh Cancer, Gemini, Aries, sextile, Mars and Chiron and Aries, uh, sextile, the new moon in Cancer as well. So this is positive flow of energy in which there's there's that extra cardinal energy because Aries is a cardinal fire sign. So there's this extra burst of energy and deep healing because um chiron is the wounded healer um and deep healing that can come from these intentions that we set now um at this new moon in cancer so that's some really positive fiery um you know energetic energy that we can infuse um, with this new moon in Cancer that can really, you know, set the theme for the next six months. And when we can start to see the the culmination and the results of this uh, around about Christmas time, which is really exciting. And then we have, um, oh, blimey, Neptune, Neptune in Pisces, 
trining the new moon in Cancer. Yeah. Um, and so Neptune's moving really slowly. Um, and this is very much a, a collective vibration. You know, this is something that many people, all of us will be feeling on a collective level. Um, that there's some form of spirituality and creativity and connecting with everybody um, and using intuition to help guide this this deep healing and this sense of self-care. So we're very much supported by Neptune in this respect as well. Um, I believe that is everything. I just need to double check the... Um, the Mars and um, Chiron in Aries information. Um, and if that's slightly out, then I will come back on here and, and um, you know, update that information. But from my memory of the chart, and this is why sometimes ad hoc podcasts are not so great because I don't have the image in front of me. Um, but from my memory of the chart, this is really a great way to be, you know, a really positive thing that we can be doing with this very fiery warrior energy from Mars and Chiron and Aries is that we can be feeding into creative resolution of our own deep healing and our deep healing of Mother Earth. You know, Mother Earth is such a Cancerian theme. And I think this virus has really um really kind of gotten down to the core you know pluto and capricorn pluto has been very much let's get deep dark dirty ugly let's really bring up all the shit and um you know let's show everybody the truth of this situation it's really allowed us to access where we we've had the time haven't we many of us have had the time to really process oh my god like what are we doing to the earth what do we need to do to sustain her and support her and again it goes back to this idea of manifesting and sending out positive vibrations to the earth as well as to each other instead of thinking oh no i'm not worthy i don't deserve to have my dreams no 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 that is not true you deserve a hundred percent to go out into the world and very much achieve your goals set your goals at this new moon and achieve what it is that you want to achieve and dream big because why not you know there's all these people in the world and all of these people you know having their dreams or they're playing it safe and they're just thinking okay well this is all ever I'm ever going to have because, you know, this is this is all I need. And this is all, you know, it's very Capricorn like, no, this is this is my lot. And I'm happy with that. And um, that's not how it works with abundance. You know, it's very much like the and the law of attraction. It's like I believe that I can have, you know, a healthy, happy family life and that I can you know, have a holiday a couple of times a year. And, you know, for me, one of the things that I, an intention that I set without really even knowing it last year was that I wanted to spend more time eating as a family around this dining room table that we got last year, uh, very kindly given to us by another family member. And lo and behold, now we're eating on a regular basis as a family around the table. And I can just see the absolute joy in 
you know, my my son and my stepson's faces that we're all together and we're having a chat about how our day has been. And, and it totally feeds my sense of self-care and nurturing and knowing that, you know, these boys are well loved and cared for and that my husband's there as well and that we're connecting. You know, my husband um, is a chef and, as I've mentioned before uh, in previous podcasts, and he used to work the most ridiculous hours and then I would work crazy hours and we would never see each other and it was very much that classic ships passing in the night and then when just before my son turned up nearly two years ago now it's his birthday next Sunday um so a week on from roughly from the new moon which is exciting um when he turned up my husband started working in a school uh, in a school kitchen, you know, feeding kids, very Cancerian um, energy, that one as well. And um, he very much began to be able to nurture his own family more because he had the time. So he was doing, or he is doing still, nine to five, Monday to Friday, and then he has the weekends off. And it's just opened up this whole new world of family and opportunities. And, you know, now he's just broken up for the summer holidays. So he's at home for the next six weeks, which just means that we can all spend some time together. And, you know, we don't have loads of money, but we're already talking about, okay, well, we could, you know, pop to this lake for the day and have a picnic and just take sandwiches with us. And, you know, we can go for walks here and we might be able to go to the beach a couple of times. And we could have a night where we have a games night like him and him and his son are already planning to have like a a boys gaming night um, whilst me and and our younger son go to uh, stay at my mum's house and and just have a bit of kind of uh, connection time. And it's funny, actually, because <laughs> on the new moon in Cancer, that is going to be the night that I go and stay at my mum's house with my son. So I'm going for my own sense of um, nourishment and, and self-care, you know, reconnecting with my mother. And my son will be there as well. So, you know, he's connected with me and then my stepdad will be there as well. And so, you know, he's Cancerian. He's very... Um, you know, nurturing. And, you know, he's been there since I was 18 months old. He's very much a part of the family vibe. And, you know, we always eat some lovely food together and and spend some time like watching the TV and catching up. So there's all of these amazing cancer themes coming up um, in the next week. And I really hope that you can all connect with your own inner source of self-care and your own internal, um, experience of motherhood and if your experiences of motherhood have been you know less than positive then it's all about finding new ways and the ways in which you know that you would have liked to have received um nurturing and and parenting and being able to start gifting that to yourself because you're a hundred percent worth it and you're very much you know, loved and we all need to start taking care of one another. And this new moon is absolutely the time to to really focus on that and to absolutely set the theme for the next six months because there's still a lot happening with the Saturn, Pluto and Capricorn and lots of intense energies and lots of quite, you know, challenging stuff. But I think if we're all supporting each other and we're all loving each other and taking care of one another then we can absolutely stand united in this this emotional brilliance 
instead of standing united in some kind of strange, I don't know, authoritarian way. I think we just need to come at life from a heart-centred place. And it's a bit idealistic, I know, but, you know, that's very Neptune in Pisces connecting with this new moon. And without idealism, there is no hope. And hope can absolutely drive people um, in the most beautiful direction. So I think with that said, I shall wrap things up there. Thank you so much for bearing with me whilst I'm getting used to this idea of doing the videos and the audio at the same time. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed this, uh, I'd say session, <laughs> podcast episode. And um, my apologies again that it's so late and that things have been so busy, but I've managed to get it out there in time for the new moon just before. So I hope you all enjoy it and I'll speak to you all really soon. And um, I look forward to chatting to you soon. Okay, bye.